Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. Uh, Dave, it's just past midnight, a little uh, late podcast, yeah. and uh, happy birthday. Well, the, oh, <laughs> I guess technically it would be my birthday, wouldn't it? It kind of is. Uh, Maybe after uh, you wake up in the morning, you'll realize it's your birthday. Yeah, big four, yeah. six. So cheers. Thank you. Uh, happy 30th again. <laughs> Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta love the gin and tonics at midnight <laughs> <laughs> just a bummer it's the number one not number four yeah yeah <laughs> you know, can, well so it is a very weird time because oregon made national headlines again it's like they're, it's like they're almost trying to uh, yeah, they're trying to they're trying to beat New York for being the most progressive uh, yeah. state. Yeah, I, I I've said it before. You know, you have you have California that's always been known for a very progressive state, and you have New York as well. And I was always more nervous, like Oregon's worse because they're actually trying to outdo them. Yeah, and yeah, well, yeah. It sounds like they're successfully <laughs> doing yeah. it. Making Kate, it. Kate Brown make, is doing a good making job. Making a statement here. <laughs> yeah. So the the new story is that Kate Brown, our wonderful. Oregon governor, has uh, signed a bill that will eliminate some of the requirements for graduating in the state of Oregon. And why couldn't she have done this in, I don't know, in the 90s for me? <laughs> yeah. You know, it makes me think back. We had to do a senior project when we were in That's high right. school, and that was a, requ- a graduation requirement. Right. And, and it was extremely challenging. I mean, I remember that it, for my class, it was the first time for that school to have the quote senior project. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exaggerating when I say there's about 60 kids out of my class that dropped out because of it, at least that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal. And it was, um, you know, it was challenging for us. You know, they didn't like take away, you know, things out of our backpack to make it easier like she is doing. Mm -hmm. They literally put more on our plate because guess what? We needed it. It was a good thing. We can handle it. Well, Mm. this is bothering me because she's she's basing this decision uh, on because of equity. She's making this this call because evidently and I, I should probably look for the quote in here because it just to me doesn't seem. Um, it doesn't seem fair, okay? In this world of equity, this is this is what she says. She says, um, and this is a, a statement from her press secretary or someone who's her her mouthpiece because she didn't want to talk to the press about this. She kind of signed this bill and didn't tell anyone. Well, about sure. It. So um, commies do. <laughs> and so her her uh, it looks like the deputy communications director. Charles Boyle. Boyle says in an email statement um, that suspending the reading, writing, and math proficiency requirements while the state develops new graduation standards will benefit Oregon's black, Latino, Latina, Latina X, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and students of color. So let me say, so there's a, so there's a couple things. Number one is, so will the white kids you know, will they get special treatment? You know, you know, I, I, and and because they say it'll benefit the 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 minorities. I guess is the best way to you know everybody that they're Stud- talking about students of color. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and because uh, they said that they would best benefit from it, so you would think they do it for everybody. And 
the other thing is 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 how freaking racist that is. Yeah, that statement is absolutely racist. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be ticked. Even the white people should be ticked because we have everybody in that whole list. We have loved ones and friends that are on that list, and they are not stupid. Yeah, they are exactly capable. And I wish I was as smart as some of the freaking uh, uh, people of color in my class. Mm-hmm. Because they were smarter than me, and they are abs- to me, it's a smack in their face, making it sound like that they're incapable. Mm-hmm. And this is new to me because I've heard, you know, bullet points, so I haven't understood the why. And so this is supposed to be a, from the sounds of it, it's supposed to be a uh, something that that they're in the middle of changing. So this is supposed to be just something that they do while changing their curriculum. Them. They're, is that th- what they're doing? They're going to change the, the graduation standards. And it does say in this article someplace, this is from OregonLive.com. Uh, so uh, the local Oregonian newspaper is reporting on this. But um, they're talking about suspending it for several years. And while they develop these new uh, graduation requirements. And so, what mm-hmm. bothers me about it is that they're lowering the standard. They're actually taking away all of these requirements as a way to benefit the this group of of students and and you know there's no mention of of white people and the reality is is that in most uh scenarios Asians actually are the top performing right if you're looking at it you know race or or culture they're generally the top performing and they're still listed in this um in this group but you know white people are are absent from it. it but it's it racist to it's, white people. It is. And yeah. then, in a different way, it's racist to everybody else they claim that they're helping mm-hmm. by giving a benefit. I think mm-hmm. it's offensive to me. I mean, because of, you know, because they're, they're, they're leaving us out in a sense. Well, yeah. But, but, but also, it's offensive to me that that's how they're talking about those yeah they're the doing, people quote people of color yeah they're doing it specifically because you know they they're looking at, at at graduation data and they're seeing that certain groups are not performing as well and they think that by removing these standards that suddenly the playing field is level again so so and, and i think it's ridiculous it is because you know when they graduate such a um, system like this mm-hmm they're going to be like, man, I'm an honor student. <laughs> and they're going to go to college and not even know, say, hey, I, you're not going to actually expect me to freaking like spell out or, or do an essay, mm-hmm. right? Like homework. You don't want me to do that. I mean, I could just, I mean, what are you teaching them? Everything is for the next level. Mm-hmm. You know, you have kindergarten, get yourself prepared for your grade school. And then, you know, go into grade school, into middle school. Middle school tells you, shows you about some lockers, maybe, and, <laughs> and changing classes, get ready for high school. It's a stepping progress, and if they're going to hold them back, they're not even going to be ready for it. Yeah, so... The, What's the plan? The real plan? Why would they be... Why would somebody want this? Well, okay, so my, my experience in this particular area is that the entire state is pushing this idea of equity. And I, I plan on having a podcast that's based on equity because a lot of people are not so clear on what equity is. Equity, they confuse with equality. They do. They and equality do. is 
fair. Equity isn't. Well, but it's also it's also uh, racially motivated. So that's right. I can't tell you how many emails I get from different places advertising administrative trainings in equity or restorative justice or I mean all of these things that are the critical race theory um, buzzwords and. Uh, and this is happening coming from the state. It's coming from these other organizations that that support teachers and administrators in their furthering of their education or certifications or whatever their credentials might need uh, to be. And we're seeing more and more of it. This is one of those pieces that's, we don't have very many Republicans that represent Oregonians as it is. I mean, it's most, it's a major majority of, of Democrats. Yeah. And of course the Republicans didn't vote for this because, you know, they're labeling it as racist as we are. And a lot of other people are. And this, this whole thing is, is a march towards more of these sort of, um, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say laws, but policies by trying the to change state. Our culture. Um, so if you, because you mentioned something like they're going to do this for a few years. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, because you read something and it sounded like they're just going to do this while we implement that. But if it's going to be a couple of years, Scott, my opinion here is how things have been going the last couple of years is they're just going to keep pushing it out. It's never going mm-hmm. to change. It's always going to be the same. You know, I, if it's going to be take a couple of years to implement something, it's just, they're never going to implement it. Well, think about uh, our experience when we were in high school. We had, uh, you know, our senior project. The senior project eventually went away, and it was replaced by some other things. Uh, so they have changed graduation requirements over the years, but <laughs> you're it. so bitter. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it There's did. probably 60 kids that, that dropped out. That Well, maybe at least 10 of those kids that really dropped out because of it. That probably ticked. So I graduated in 97, and I think that the senior project died off right around 2000. Oh. I'm guessing. it's in that Well, they had range. it for a while then. They did have it for a That's while. That's not... But it wasn't a bad thing, I didn't think. Yeah. I, I thought it was a... For a guy like me to say that, I don't think it was asking too much. Well, I thought it was a... Well, let me clarify. Those of you listening have no idea what we're talking oh, about. Yeah. Senior project in for us was basically a requirement that you spend a certain number of hours uh, working towards a completed project, and that required a paper that you would write and a presentation that you would make. And it also had a number of, of volunteer hours that you yep, had to complete. That's right. That and, was... you, and you had to have some people in the community sign off on the no, yep. those number of hours. And, and really, the goal was to give these high school seniors an opportunity to get out into the community and do some things that would actually positively impact them and the community. Mm-hmm. And it being part of a graduation requirement meant you actually needed to spend some time outside of your classroom time to do this project. Right. And it was not easy, but, you know, going through it, looking back on it, I can totally see the value in a kid actually doing research, accumulating hours, figuring out how to do a skill. For me, my my senior project was centered around, I wanted to be a PE teacher when I graduated. Hmm. So so I shadowed one of my old uh, uh, PE teachers, um, in fact, from Hoodview, way back in the day way back in the day. And so I participated in um, uh, Mrs. Maxted's uh, PE class. 
and I wow. I taught some of her students. I remember very specifically, I, I enjoyed uh, playing volleyball, and so we were teaching some of the kids how to play volleyball, and so she was showing uh, the kids how to bump set, and I would spike. And then um, I helped kind of organize the class a little bit, and it was a fantastic time. I can't remember how many hours. I mean, it wasn't like 40 hours, I don't think. I can't remember how many hours you had to accumulate, mm-hmm. but... but it was an enjoyable experience. And then I had to take that and write up a presentation and a, right. and a report and present it to uh, a board of teachers um, at some point down the road. And I struggled in it because I was not very good at, at writing or presenting. I mean, right. which is crazy thinking I'm doing a podcast I know, in front I know. of the cameras because I was deathly afraid of right, speaking right. in public. I, you know, that's one of, it's funny for me because... I didn't like it either, but the senior project, I'm old, 46, we already established that today. Um, <laughs> you count fingers and toes. <laughs> I, I all still lose count if I try, but, but I still use my senior project often, and probably every year, a few times a year, as an example. What did you do? So, not even necessarily what I did, but how I did it, mm-hmm. you know, and having my daughter, I, this is a couple years ago, she had to do a, pro, a project, so I, I told her what I did, which I sucked. And, and, but it taught me something because to this day, I told her, I still strive and put myself in the position of, I always want to be a better public speaker, which is weird. You know, mm-hmm. I could be an, I can make an ass of myself in front of a thousand people, no problem. But if I want those people to come away with something and something's planned out, oh, I'm going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. If I'm winging it, mm-hmm. sure. So <clears throat> I'll try to be quick. So I did mine on building a church in Mexico. And so I had to write it right. I totally Joe Biden my whole, um, uh, <laughs> my whole, <laughs> sorry, I plagiarized my whole um, uh, paper I wrote, you know, for the most part, I won't lie. Mm-hmm. And I still did a poor job on it. <laughs> my punctuation was poor. Um, but anyways, the, the speech um, and the presentation was very, very big for me too. And I had all these little note cards. And I practiced and practiced and practiced. And so it was time to do it. And I thought I had everything down. And I screwed up literally so bad in like the first 20 seconds. And 20 seconds is a good period of time. So I'm trying to be realistic. It wasn't two minutes. The whole thing was probably three or four minutes. And so the first 20 seconds was so bad. I just looked at my teacher who really tolerated me, appreciated (laughs) me, helped me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I said to my teacher, I'm like, nope. I'm starting over. I took uh, the cars, I tossed it on the ground. And of course, they didn't just stay on the ground. They just kind of fan out. Mm -hmm. And I started, she goes, okay, Dave. And I started over and I call it winging it. Mm -hmm. I know what the heck I'm talking about. Talk about it. Yeah. And I went up there and, and I got a good B, you know, (laughs) I was messing it up. And it was because of my, my, uh, you know, my butterflies or whatnot. And Mm -hmm. so at work, whenever there's an opportunity and I'm not kidding you, I will be sweating a spot on the seat, you know, just nervous, but I have to do it. I have to try to do it. Mm-hmm. And tell my daughter on the things that I do and when I'm talking and how I talk, and I'm failing, I'm not even good at it. She goes in and does these presentations at school that are, are, are like um, college quality. Mm-hmm. And I'm blown away. Yeah. And, and, and it makes me feel awesome that she hears about some of this stuff due to my senior project mm-hmm. that taught me um, 
what to do or how to do and and um i don't know it was it's i don't know fantastic. it was a big deal for me and and how it could stick around and your brother, he did his uh, teaching people uh, his karate and martial stuff. Arts, martial yeah. arts, yeah. That's right. And so that was so neat. Had it been cool for the teachers, too, because they got to see all this. I mean, mm -hmm. I built a church. You know, you were going with PE, your brother. Mm -hmm. Man, I got to tell you, mm -hmm. that would have been really cool for you. I could totally see you as a <laughs> PE teacher. teacher. I really could. Yeah. PE teacher and coach. I could see you yeah. doing that. Yeah, I got I got sucked into the computer stuff. But, well, yeah. But... I, I I think that the, the skills that you develop over the entire year, you know, I waited a long time to do certain aspects of the senior project, but, you know, your senior project advisor would kind of support you along the year to get, to help you get through the project. But I just think that's such a, a great experience. And of course, it doesn't exist. And then now with Kate Brown right. removing these other assessments that really determine what level you are um academically right now the graduation still requirements are just an, an accumulation of credits you have to have a certain number of credits to graduate and that's kind of it they did dump some recent graduation requirements uh because of covid and you know the lack of 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 access to that curriculum and and so they um so they dumped some of those mm. things but now this is a big deal because it really does lower the bar for Oregon graduates and and it's it's uh, several years uh, while they develop new requirements and who knows what that's going to be if they're looking through the lens of critical race theory well it, that's right because if they weren't looking through an odd lens you know what they would do and I'm not talking about for I mean, for everybody, not for just people of color, because it's stupid to think that there are not white kids out there struggling to mm -hmm. learn. Yeah. I was one of them that was having issues, especially with math. And, um, but how about this? How about, since you know you have a plethora of teachers out there, and you have all this money going towards the school systems, mm -hmm. how about get some more teachers in there and tutor them? Yeah. Give them some extra help. Give them what they need to meet the standards. Because I'm not trying to go too far off topic because this also, <laughs> I'll take a step out, is also kind of what they're doing with our military, with the CIA. Mm -hmm. No, it's like, are you guys really having a hard time getting people so you're lowering the standards? Is that what we're doing? Or are you wanting those people because you want these people to act a different way in certain uh, just act a different way because mm -hmm. I can't, uh, I couldn't even understand why they would take, I don't know the privilege of, I mean, it sucks because I, I'm not really a big fan of our, our public schools anyways, yeah. but to take away, you know, their right to freaking learn. Yeah. I, it just blows me away. I just can't. I, it's hard for me to understand. I think without thinking that there's something devious going on. I think that people are still going to learn, you know, as long as they don't implement too much of this critical race theory BS. I think the kids are still going to learn, but the requirements and then the verification of what they've learned is changing. Uh, the article, the uh, the headline here, it, it says. Uh, Governor Kate Brown signs a law to allow Oregon students to graduate without proving they can write or do math. Right. And the rest of it says so that, she doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> so, it sounds like they, they could actually be just taking away testing. So they are. They're, they're removing the, the state testing um, to evaluate what they've learned. There's some other pieces to it as well. But 
what bothers me about it is that they do it because the it's not even minorities because they're including a lot of <laughs> a lot of people but they're doing it because they think that it's um what what's it disproportionate to the these people um and to me that's just it doesn't matter at the standard so help these kids meet the standard yes. that is that is that is the right thing to do it's not to lower the standard right so they leave your facility I mean, nobody cares about, mm. like, I've heard that some colleges out there, maybe all of them, maybe I should attend one and find <laughs> out, uh, that in some colleges, you, you cannot even graduate without a certain, like, you might be able to pass a class, but you can't graduate the certain uh, establishment without meeting a certain GPA. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew that because I was making fun of an old manager. And I go, you know, like, oh, I could tell that you're just a C average guy. And he goes, no, I have to get a B average. I can't even graduate. And I think it was, I guess it doesn't matter, like University of Phoenix or something like that. <laughs> but still, I was like, oh. ITT tech. <laughs> but still, yeah. so, you know, I was like, well, that, 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 that could be good. But that, that means that you're going to test them, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how about this? What if, I mean, I know that that, that, you know, a lot of the headlines and bullet points make it sound extreme. Mm-hmm. I don't think they give me enough information for me not to know it's not extreme. But, you know, it really could be, you know, not as big deal as they say it is. But yeah. it could be maybe innocent. I mean, I'm sure she would say if she wanted to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it says right here, so she doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, I just can't help it. I just know that this isn't right. When we said that the schools needed to be changed, it doesn't mean that. It means that they need to learn more. They need to better, they need to find better ways to help teach them what they need to learn, yeah. not take it away so they could be winners. Right. You know, that's yeah. not how you do it. You know, when I think we discussed at one point that you know, there were some felonies or something going on and what the government or the state ended up doing was just, well, they're misdemeanors. So now there's no felonies going on in that city. Well, all this stuff is still happening, but since they've made it a misdemeanor, now nobody could cry that all these felonies are happening and they're all misdemeanors. Yeah. Like, that's not fixing it. That's just displacing. That's, that's making the statistics look better. And that's it, it's what's happening here. But I, I think you definitely nailed that on the head right there, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Dave, let's, I want to take a quick break. Okay. Um, and then we're come, we're going to come back and talk a little bit about, uh, Governor Cuomo. Oh boy. <laughs> Juicy. Yeah. Sound good? Yep. Sounds great. All right. Be right back. Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple podcast or podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. All right, we are back. So, Dave, Andrew Cuomo. I always get him and his brother, like their names mixed up. Yeah. I, uh, the Cuomo. The brothers. Cuomos. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, <laughs> they're not too far off. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, they might be doing different (laughs) things, but I got to tell you, I think they're shady people. I really do. I think Chris, uh, Mm -hmm. I think Chris got found out that, 
you know, he left, he had COVID and he left uh, to go find, to go check out a house they had built. And there was a bicyclist there that said, hey, you have COVID. What are you doing out here? And then he cussed him out. Mm-hmm. It was a big ordeal back then because he there was a guy to dare question him. Mm-hmm. And then I heard that he faked having COVID. Oh. I don't know how true that is, but I heard that he... F- yeah. I'm just tired of... How about some honesty? BS. <laughs> the whole life is just full of BS right now. Yeah. We well, definitely deserve better. So Andrew Cuomo uh, recently resigned. Well, sort of, not technically, because uh, he gave himself like 14 days right. to, to, to finish up with whatever, you know, COVID job he was doing. But I thought it'd be interesting to bring him in and uh, watch some of his uh, resignation video talk about it. Because I think yeah. this whole thing is, well, it's odd. It is. He's a Democrat. Yeah. And a very powerful governor, a three-term governor for he the He's the golden standard. And the golden Don't standard. forget. <laughs> That's right. They, I mean, when, uh, when Biden was just starting to run, they were thinking, oh, Cuomo should be VP. Can and, you believe that? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, he just murdered how many li- old people? Well, that's the, well, I mean, I shouldn't say funny because it's not funny, but no. it's, it, it's um, odd that he's resigning because of a sexual harassment scandal, not for killing a whole bunch of old people in nursing homes because of his COVID policy. You know, it, to me, so I think this is kind of odd. I think it's a little, I mean, I agree with you, odd, but... Because, you know, we brought it up before, the right about getting this guy out of here. Nobody wanted to really do anything about it. It got pretty heavy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of weeks ago, they were talking really big stuff about this guy. And then all of a sudden, hey, this guy needs to, uh, he needs to quit. And they don't even talk about the COVID deaths. And I feel, yes, it is horrible that he is messing around with the gals. But even the gals should, if they could see right, that the deaths is far more worse mm-hmm. than his his uh, sexual harassment BS that he's doing. That's not good. But he didn't kill those girls. That's right. You know, and there's no allegation of rape. Right. It's fondling so far. Right. I've it, got I've got a list here. Maybe I maybe I'm I am, wrong. Well, I am I'm hell. I'm going to look at this like what the hell's wrong with that? <laughs> it might be some of that in, that, well, in this conversation. I heard it. I want to hear that because I heard some, and I'm trying to go with the facts. I really dislike this guy. Mm-hmm. And but example, if there's like number one through eleven on each girl, um, uh, woman had an issue. So let's just say, you know, number three of the eleven you know, discussed what she didn't like. And I heard something, a couple of them, that sounded truly like, listen, stop. That's Mm, ridiculous. You need to get over it. That's not, I mean, it's not sexual harassment. I shouldn't say get over it. I mean, yes, you should get over it because it's it's not what's classified as sexual harassment. But I still think she's one of the people. So even though I hate the guy, I'm realistic to say, that isn't bad. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be one of them. But I think that even him, Cuomo here, and his people are are like, take it. <laughs> we could talk about the deaths. Okay, yeah. I'll talk about women and men and, and how men suck and women are great. I really do think it's kind of a, 
they're trying to brush over that. Mm-hmm. And 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 this is a way of getting him out of there. And 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 we could move on. Mm-hmm. This is because there's something deeper here that nobody wants to talk about. Well, but anyways, tell me what you have. Well, I really want to see. I'll, I'll set up the video. Uh, Producer E is probably sleeping right now. He, he worked all day, as did I. So I don't know what's going on. Hey, here. You know, I was at work today. Yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> you were at work. <laughs> I actually worked today. Uh, yeah, I had a long day. I had like a whole day of doing my day job, and then I coached for one, two, three hours. And then you had to come here and put out. And then <laughs> co- whoa, put out. You had to come here and put up with me. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's you don't true. have to put out. Uh, this is. I mean, you could. It is my birthday. <laughs> it is your birthday. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll, I'll play this video. Yeah. This is this is uh, Andrew Cuomo. Basically, just kind of denying, saying that the claims are false and without merit. evidence, without merit. Yeah, there you go. So I'll hit play. Hopefully, this goes well because uh, producer E, I could use his help here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. The attorney general did a report on complaints made against me by certain women for my conduct. The report said I sexually harassed eleven women. That was the headline that. people mm-hmm. heard mm-hmm. and saw and reacted to. The reaction was outrage. It should have been. Yeah. However, it was also false. My lawyers, as you just (laughs) heard from Rita Glavin, have reviewed the report over the past several days and have already raised serious issues and flaws that should concern all New Yorkers. Because when there is a bias or a lack of fairness in the justice system. <laughs> it is a concern for everyone. Your own people once you gone, buddy. Not just those uh-huh. immediately affected. The most serious allegations made against me had no credible factual basis in the report. And there is a difference between alleged improper conduct and concluding sexual harassment. <laughs> yeah, but that's what they've gone through and concluded their sexual harassment. So I didn't include before this, uh, before this this uh, video that he posted. His attorney basically went through and tried to downplay all of the uh, harassment uh, and list of of uh, complaints about him. And of course, he starts off his his. Uh, you know, resignation um, speech uh, that that's all baseless. Well, yeah, because I've heard <laughs> some other parts of this and he apologizes, but he just claimed that, yes, I've heard all these things and they should have said it, but eh, it was all false. Mm-hmm. All false. Well, so um, I've got a list here. Of those complaints, and I thought maybe we should just kind of read through them. I'm going to I'm going to guess there's going to be opinion. two or three that I could actually unfortunately agree with. This guy could be false, and I'd like to see if that's. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. So what has the governor been accused of? <laughs> okay, first one, Lindsay Lohan. I mean Boylan. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she was like, I'm going to complain. I wanted it to happen. Uh, so former deputy secretary for the economic development and special advisor to the governor. It's a very high position. Sexual harassment, including unwanted physical contact. Which is? Well... See, that that, that statement needs to be breaking down. Mm-hmm. Well... Because I think... I it, don't want to fist bump a dude I work with. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, she says that 
um, so she she had uh, some meetings with him, and at at one point uh, he took her by surprise and gave her an unwanted kiss on the mouth. That's not okay. Yeah, and uh, and this was a one on one meeting. That's not something you should be doing. Nope. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because now it's his word against hers, and he's obviously going to be in the wrong or the bad place. If, so. So how smart is Mike Pence when people made fun of him? He always Mike, had someone with him. That's right. Mm-hmm. Out of respect for his wife. But yeah. guess what? Is he going to ever get in this situation? No. Yeah. So that's one of the things about, uh, uh, about coaching is that uh, I work with athletes in the wide open public. I don't work with athletes in like enclosed areas uh, where there's no foot traffic or no one around. Yeah. I always have some sort of visual so that people can see that yep. things are kosher. And uh, as a governor, you he, he's in a much different spot than I am as some lonely little coach. Yeah. He's uh, the head of a major state, and he should already know. In fact, there is such a progressive state, I'm sure that they have the same rules or, um, yeah, same rules or laws in his state as we do in ours, which is, as a public employee, you have to go through all of this different training. doesn't matter if you're the governor. You still have to participate because you're a government employee in sexual harassment training mm. and, yeah. you know, equity and all this other stuff that they're piling on. And he should have known. Well, I agree. But, you know, there's so many people that, you know, put their hand up and swear an oath to our Constitution and they just crap all over it, too. So, mm-hmm. Anybody could go through all that stuff. Of course they know. You know what? And you know what? And you don't even need those things. They, they you know, at work I have those things too. Mm-hmm. And it's it's it sucks that because you don't need those things. That's not going to stop the guy that's going to sexually harass somebody. You know? I mean, we still. Mm. No, it's true. Yeah, I, I just a good person doesn't need to be told not to touch somebody that doesn't want to be touched. Yeah. All it is or, or, is, or how to be professional in, in a, in a situation. The trainings are not to train people how to not sexually harass it. All it is, is just a liability. A thing. warning. It's, it's a way for the <laughs> lawyers to say, no, we he went, was told. Yeah. He went through training. got, here's the certification. So it takes the, the burden off of the institution and places it on, on the directly onto the person. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, that. Uh, so the next one here, Charlotte uh, Benet, is that how you pronounce that name? Yeah. For, former executive assistant and health policy advisor to Governor Cuomo, sexual harassment. That's the allegation. And you know, as you go through this list, you're going to see a lot of the same thing. But um, sometimes there's a little bit of uh, additional story behind it. But a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, this in in this case, this person claims that Cuomo asked about her sex life, including whether she'd ever had sex with an older man. Oh, I remember this gal. And you know, that's that's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. Is that sexual harassment? Maybe according so, to their training. Well, I will say this: it could be sexual harassment. So, if I understand things right, whether you do agree with me or not, I'm mm-hmm. not the one that puts these programs together. Mm-hmm. Example: if I was if I was working with you, this is kosher these days, and I wanted to ask you out, mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I could ask you out. And if you say no, I have to stop. So there's almost like a one time. But that doesn't mean you could touch them. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. but you're, you could at least, you could get personal. Mm-hmm. 
but if they say, you know, by asking, hey, would you be interested in going out? Mm-hmm. And if they say no, you better stop. But mm-hmm. when you are somebody's um, boss, I mean, I'm just, that's just a peer, okay? That's just a one-on-one, you know, uh, same level, if you were, will. Mm-hmm. But you just don't do that. You just don't. You can't. It's just not even a, you just don't. It's gotten to the point where it's like, it's really serious. And, and here's, here's the thing. I met my wife while we were working at the same school. Didn't learn nothing, did you? <laughs> you took those classes. I mean, it was totally, you know, it, it was, uh, I think it was, you know, pretty appropriate. I mean, there wasn't any, you know, hanky-panky going on. It wasn't, um, you know, like pushy. It was, we just kind of became friends and then um, went out like on some like group dates with other friends and you know and kind of develop the relationship and i'm you know so I, i'm glad that i met her of course but but, <laughs> so. but a lot of these things mm-hmm. are mainly put together because odd people because you know there's such a thing called chemistry mm-hmm. and i'm guessing that you probably had a chemistry like you both know you knew mm-hmm. you knew like if you were to ask her to go out you knew that it was okay because you had a chemistry, you bonded before. Yeah. You guys had this. What it Something what isn't mutual, right? What isn't is some odd weirdos that never even had that chemistry. Especially if you're a boss, and then mm-hmm. you know they didn't have that banter for months or a year or whatever every day. And you know, example was what I, we used to work with this one gal, and we were cleaning tables. Where it was like at a restaurant or something. And so every time I walked past her table, I'd squirt some stuff on it. So she had to go back and rinse it off. <laughs> and I just played around. Nothing ever, like, yeah. saying anything. I just played as a play. Yeah. Um, and and she laughed and, and stuff and, and kind of got me back on some things. But, you know, after a while, you know that there's chemistry, yeah. you know. So you know that if you asked that there would never be a an issue. These things are just the perverse weird people that are just going out well and there's also there's a there's a power structure here right and and that and that creates a bit of a problem when when the governor has someone who works you know underneath of him in a position and that's a no-go their job could be at risk if they tell the boss no um in in particular this this um you know, this lady says that she thought that he wanted to have sex with her, and uh, and so it made her very uncomfortable. Now, did it ever happen? Doesn't seem to be, but just the the fact that he had spoken to her that right. way, and she felt uh, offended by it. So the proper thing could have should have been, and I understand feeling awkward. He's I hate saying this because he's a douche, mm-hmm. but he's a powerful man, mm-hmm. and you feel awkward. You don't want to lose your job. You don't want to. I mean, I'm not saying it's right to have to feel that but the right thing to do which is to be a strong person when they say they go hey that's not appropriate here let's we're not going to talk about that here so what are we doing on the next thing she needs to say that yeah and then if it, i mean he's in charge of a lot of things he's a it sucks i hate saying it but he's a very important part of uh, his position is a very important part of our country mm-hmm. and uh so unfortunately you know, he's just a wine, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein got away with it for song because he was powerful. People didn't want to talk, up, speak up about it. They don't want to risk losing their job or or make matters worse for themselves. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, wish people were strong enough 
to push back at the moment. I really do. Yeah, I think Weinstein was uh, particularly bad. Uh, he definitely held power over a lot of different people. He did. And there were some actual actions, some sexual encounters that he had that made it much he worse. He might, might be in a different class than Cuomo. Yeah. But. So the third one here on this, um, Beth uh, Cafalo, Cafalo, something like that. I don't know how you pronounce her name. But she's a local news reporter. And there's a little Twitter video of this, of this particular complaint. Now, the allegation is of some sort of sexual harassment, but she didn't actually make the complaint. Other people made it on her behalf. And then I don't know how that works because I think she needs to be the one to uh, well, to make that complaint. I'm not going to play the video, but I'll, I'll just kind of sum it up. Okay. He's he's sitting at a a, a dinner table um, at some big you know conference or or something, and his daughter's sitting next to him, and they're kind of hanging out. There's a reporter um, kind of talking to him across the table. She's got her little video camera, and uh, there's a little bit of banter. Okay, and. And he says something about, because he's eating some food, and he says something about eating this this sausage. And it's a sausage in a bun with other things. He brings the waiter over, says, hey, bring me a, you know, bring me an order and gives it to her. And, you know, they're kind of joking back and forth. And he wants her to eat this, this, uh, this hot dog, this sausage, so this whole thing, right? But it's in a bun, and there's I don't know what else is on there. He's but not asking her to deep throat it or anything. No, no. See, that's the thing is, it's not. There might be some hint if you're looking for that that sort of thing, but it none of it looked. And it's in public. It's next to his daughter, and you can tell there's just some playfulness there. And um, and so the reporter comes and sits down next to him at the table, and proceeds to eat this this sausage, and. And talk about it in a way that's like kind of funny, you know, and, you know, make some comment about, you know, not getting any of this on you and that sort of thing. And if you are looking at it from the lens of sexual harassment, you could pick out all kinds of things in here. But if you're just looking at it as they're just joking around with each other, then I don't see it. It's so, a deal. yeah. So when it comes to, mm, let's just say... The one that's, I hate it because I, I don't, he's just doing a job like you do a job and I do a job. So I hate saying superior, but, mm-hmm. you know, he's the guy that's, quote, in charge in a sense. And he shouldn't be having, he should be, he should, it's his responsibility to keep himself in check mm-hmm. and not, not to joke around about stuff. I don't, I mean, if it was a peer, it'd be different to a, but when you are the boss, you have to be appropriate. That's, that's what you have to be. You can't do things. You can't make certain jokes like, like, like I could make with my coworker, you know, you you can't be the funny guy uh, as the boss. You got to be better than that. You have to. Um, I think about like Obama and his, his leadership position, as much as I just disagreed with, with uh, some of the things that he did prior to becoming president and his policies, he acted very presidential in many, many circumstances. Now, there are some areas we, we could probably disagree with on that. But well, as far as like holding a standard of the, how you treat people, that, that he was dumb very ass nice. loved his wife. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, sorry, I don't like Obama, but, yeah. but 
one thing that that came away from him is that he loves Michael. I mean, Michelle. <laughs> I only said that because <laughs> he is the one that called her Michael. Yeah. I could show you the uh, video. Okay. <laughs> and that's why I said that. Okay. And so, but, so he would never do anything with her there without her there. Mm-hmm. He was always like, yeah, and that's her. Just, that's his number one. Yeah, and yeah. and and Cuomo doesn't have a one number one apparently. I mean, yeah, well, of course not. There's a lot of Cuomo, Cuomo sexuals out there. A lot of people who just wanted to have him, in, including some of these, you know, late night comedians, uh, uh, and I think Chelsea Handler and some other folks that thought that Cuomo was just the thing. Chelsea Handler uh, would think that. <laughs> uh, makes me wonder if she still does, but. Uh, to be honest, I don't care. Um, yeah, true. <laughs> so anyway, there, this list goes on and on. Um, basically, I'm not going to go through everything here, but there's a lot of these that are somewhat kind of, if you're looking at it through the lens of sexual harassment, sure, you could pick out some of this stuff. Definitely in the inappropriate yeah. for the for the boss, but I'm not, not sure. Not professional for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah. And and, the, and you and I again don't care much for this guy, but I know. But trust me, I'm the guy want, looking for stuff to <laughs> nail the guy. Yeah, I don't want to defend him on this, but but I'm a guy, and I want if if somebody said anything about me to me, I would want somebody to look at things for what they really are as well. Mm-hmm. And and I hate it when people say that, um, and they just leave it open like I wasn't happy with. I didn't appreciate how he touched me. Yeah. Well, guess what? Like I said, is I don't appreciate that, you know, my buddy at work goes, good job, buddy, mm-hmm. and pats me on my back. I didn't want that. So what is it? I mean, I know sexual is different, but some of them, they don't specify. You know, so, I'm, you know, I'm a, a javelin coach, and I work with a lot of kids that we end up going to different major competitions and you know, there's always this excitement or this disappointment. You know, there's emotion in competition, winning or losing. And I've had to be the person who's there congratulating them or consoling them. Right. And, you know, in those circumstances, it's always in front of, like, their parents or in a big group. And it's very obvious of what I'm doing on that emotional level. Right. And, and I didn't even think of that. And you got to be cautious. I have that. to be cautious. And, you know, and sometimes, like... I coach a fair amount of girls and they don't wear like lots of covering, you know? I mean, they're in like a tank top and sometimes they're like those little short shorts. And so you have to be very careful about, you know, where your hand is, where your eyes are. I mean, it's like you have to develop a relationship of trust, but know where the trust could be broken. Right. By any, anything. Even, even a, you, like you, obviously, uh, I know that you love your wife very much, mm-hmm. but even if you're sitting there going to mark something and you're like zoning off and you didn't realize that you're zoning off and somebody sees that you're zoning in that direction, yeah. Yeah. I mean, little things like, like that, I I try to try so hard to be, especially since I had my daughter, I've tried so hard to make sure that I'm not misunderstood in anything because yeah. I want I I want her to have her friends over. In fact, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. When she had her some of her friends over, and I mean, this was probably this is probably like four years of switch third, like when they're like ten, yeah. and they come over and they're staying the night. 
and they're running around with the shorts with their butt cheeks hanging out. Yeah. Excuse me, the one, this one gal did. And I'm like, I had to pull Amy aside because I'm not staring at him. Yeah. But when I see them run through and I see butt cheeks and I'm like, dude, I don't let my kid wear that. I don't want anybody to wear that crap, honey. Can you please go yeah. tell them put something on? Because it's not right, you know? And not that I'm saying that, that um, I want her to cover it up so I could stop staring. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't think that she's 10. Yeah. And how about this? It's not appropriate. I have a little bit more class in my house. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my daughter to be wearing that stuff. So uh, I was listening to Ben Shapiro a while back, and he had mentioned um, he's always had a policy that in pictures, he is going, if he puts his arm around someone, his hands are visible because he doesn't want someone to make a claim. And then in a picture, he's sitting next to them, maybe not even remembering who they are. And if his hand is not visible, there could be some sort of claim there. It just so sucks that we have to go It, it does. Route. It totally sucks. But, and, but, but that's we have one people like this that make that necessary. Well, so yeah. unfortunately, yeah. I get it. Uh, okay. So I'm going to set up this next clip and it, yeah, we're going off on all kinds of tangents here, so I'll try and <laughs> try and reel us in here. Um, so this is this is him making his apologies, but what's interesting is he kind of then starts to describe his behaviors and then how he defends those behaviors. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not to say that there are not eleven women who I truly offended. There are, and for that. I deeply, deeply apologize. I thought a hug and putting my arm around a staff person while taking a picture was friendly, but she found it to be too forward. I kissed a woman on the cheek at a wedding and I thought I was being nice, but she felt that it was too aggressive. I have slipped and called people honey, sweetheart, and darling. I meant it to be endearing, but women found it dated and offensive. I said on national TV to a doctor wearing PPE and giving me a COVID nasal swab, you make that gown look good. I was joking. Obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have said it on national TV. I know, but, but she you found just, it disrespectful. It is disrespectful. Yeah. I take know your position. full responsibility yeah. For my actions. I have been you don't. too familiar with people. My sense of humor can be insensitive and off putting. I do hug and kiss people casually, women and men. I have done it all my life. It's who I've been <laughs> no, I wouldn't have said since that. I can remember. <laughs> He's trying to justify In my it. mind, I get it. I've never crossed the line with anyone. But in his mind, I didn't realize the extent to which the line has been redrawn. All right, that's an interesting thing because. Uh, time is different, obviously, today than it was 10 years ago or 20 or, you know, 60, 70 years ago. Our culture is different, and and the lines definitely are drawn differently. doesn't change the fact that he is in a powerful position, and he has seen these things, especially, especially, I mean, he knows. 
it bothers me that a person in his leadership position who's been doing this as long as he has does has not like kept up on what is appropriate behavior. Right. Remember, I'm just a loser. I'm just a conservative white dude. And I know I'm an uneducated dude and I know what he's doing is inappropriate. Mm -hmm. You know, he knows. And so I want to touch base on, so I thought I read on facts that a couple gals, one of them, like all that they did, all that they disliked was that he put his arm around in a, in a, in a camera. I could, in a picture, I could be wrong, but I think that that could be entirety of all of one's claim. Mm Mm-hmm. And then another one was he brought up, if, if it's accurate, was the other one had gotten a kiss on the cheek. And I thought that that was the entirety of her claim. And if that's the case, you know, example of Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. He kisses everybody on the freaking cheek. And then he has to make sure he gets everybody in the room, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, um, and the other thing is, is, I'm at fault to this too. And how about this? He said that, that the gal thinks it's dated, which it is, but doesn't mean it's offensive. That I think my opinion is, is I think that this part that I'm going to get to, they should just toughen up. But if somebody says, hey, honey, it's over here or darling or whatever, it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. It's not. I, I always say to my wife and my kid, you know, Mind you, I'm not saying that I think that he should be saying this because of his position, but I'm just saying in general, I, I don't think if you say, oh, honey, that's awesome. I don't think it's all that as bad as they think it is. Mm-hmm. Now, I think if it could be derogatory, if somebody said, damn, honey, mm-hmm. you know, I, it's all about how you say it. But I want to take that that's different than somebody in a position like him because he shouldn't be making he, he he said it himself i was making a joke well you should know that you should be making those jokes you should know it's not appropriate you're be professional please yeah. everywhere you go you have to be professional you took the job yeah so i uh i can kind of relate a little bit to what he's talking about with the lines you know, he, he his lines are not drawn in the same place as the rest of the culture, and the rest of his employees and, and, you know, public workers. My my dad is old school when it comes to uh, joking around with people. And he says stuff of, among us and in our friends that is totally fine. But in a professional environment, he may not change his 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 behavior in such a way that would be appropriate, you know, in, in a professional environment. Now, of course, my dad's retired, so he doesn't have to worry too much about that. He still does square dancing, but a lot of those square dance people are also similar in where their lines are drawn. Most of the older uh, generation, they're, even even the ladies, their lines are drawn a lot differently than what's modern. And But he has been in this position for such a long time. He should know where the lines get drawn every time that year clicks over and there's a new (laughs) sexual harassment training or, you know, news uh, thing about some other person. I mean, he's in politics. He knows when there's other people who are getting in trouble for stuff. For sure. And and he knows what his behavior is. He's, you know, self-aware enough. It's not... When you're in power, that's small potatoes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's light work. I can do what I want. And And then all these years... 
doing it, he's gotten used to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he says it himself. And and how about this? Everybody's talking about their. Um, this is so bad because I hate this guy. I'm just <laughs> bear with me. Who nobody's sticking up for him in here. Yeah, it's so, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so all these. <clears throat> So all these women have made a line of stuff that they don't like, right? Mm-hmm. That he crossed. Well, did these women care about finding out where his line was? Doesn't he deserve to have a line? All the women have a line. His <laughs> line just happens to be six feet further in than their line. <laughs> I, just, I just think, you know, that truly some of the stuff I think is minimal. But absolute some, some, trust me, he should be gone regardless, but not for this. Yeah. <laughs> or well, excuse me, not, ugh. He, could, <laughs> he should be gone for this, but because of his other issues with, with, you know, the, the nursing home mm-hmm. and the deaths in the nursing homes, I think that should be frontline. And I feel that the reason why is because if they convict him, or bust him on the deaths of what he did in the nursing homes, they could do that with so many other Democrat people that did the same thing mm-hmm. he did. So why not get all those other... There's some big names that did the same thing he did. Yeah. yeah. So the next the next clip is he's trying to describe what's going on with one of the issues in particular. And what bothers me about it is that he should be he should be already realizing the inappropriateness of of the relationship that he's that he started. He's describing in like he has a police force uh, security that protects him. He moves around the state. People go with him. And there's a particular officer who travels, female officer. Yeah. And she and him have, you know, conversations. Um, and he thinks he's being funny and ha- there's banter back and forth. And um, he just, he starts to make some inappropriate uh, conversations. And maybe he just thinks that the relationship is more personal than professional. And obviously it's professional. Um, and she, this, this officer is going to be getting married and he makes a comment about, you know, how that is not a good idea. <laughs> and, you know, of course he's single and an old dude who wants to potentially wants to do some I mean, stuff. He pierce his nipples for nothing, uh, you know, <laughs> he's trying to get the right um, gal. And so he goes on, he tells the story and then he goes on and he says, and this officer has made a claim that that he touched her stomach or touched her inappropriately. And so he goes on to describe um, that this is a normal thing for him when he's walking through his uh, security detail. At public events, troopers will often hold doors open or guard the doorways. When I walk past them, I often will give them a grip of the arm, a pat on the face, a touch on the stomach, a slap on the back. It's my way of saying, I see you. I appreciate you. Check this out. And I thank you. Hey, Scott. I'm not comfortable just walking past and ignoring them. Wow. So he throws in touch of the stomach. This... That's a bit much. Uh, Even the squeeze of the arm. So I was at my last job, and I told my wife, there was, I was in a meeting. It was a safety meeting. 
and there's this gal and I didn't care for her a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And, and we were talking and laughing and stuff, you know, we were kind of wrapping up our, our meeting and then she puts her hand on my knee Mm. and it stayed there. And then she squeezed it like, like two or three squeezes and the whole time that it was probably three to seven seconds. I don't know. I stopped listening to anybody and I'm like, thinking get your hand off my leg get your hand off my leg get your freaking hand off my leg and i hated it and i came home and told my wife about it mm-hmm. and then she ended up working there and became like friends with the gal like <laughs> i don't want you to be friends with her she creeped me out <laughs> but but it it my point of it is is that it could creep out a dude too just the little squeeze just the wrong mm-hmm. the, that's why all he need all he should always know is is uh mm-hmm. i guess hey how about this you don't have to touch a girl you don't have to sexually um molest the gal you could just do your job bad and be fired i mean <laughs> you don't have to go murder and and rape to get people fired this guy obviously has no idea about limits on his job and he's doing it and he's doing it poorly he should be just fired just for that. And his misunderstanding of what, his, what he's allowed to do is reason enough for him to not do the job. So for people that complain about, well, he didn't really touch this gal that much or this or that, that doesn't matter. He, he just went too far. Mm-hmm. And that's him not doing a good job. He, he could, you don't have to go do, create a felony to lose your job. Well, and to be honest, there should be advisors and people around him who are willing to speak up and say i mean his daughter agree with you his his daughter sitting at that table you know watching his dad you know talk about finishing the sausage um you know maybe someone should be like poking at him or saying something i mean i'd be saying that with my dad if it was in an environment that it's like dad remember remember where you're at you can't be joking like that right there should be people that feel comfortable in in you know his their relationship to be able to call him out on some of this stuff and start curbing some of that behavior but that that's proof of the power he has it's very possibly yeah. uh, like biden or the weinstein that well, nobody wants to nobody in the room is ever going to call him out i bet you i bet you everybody has these little you know after an event the discussions like when you you mentioned the other gal that she didn't even turn it in mm-hmm. and i know that if my job it doesn't matter if the person that I'm talking with is offensive, whether I use profanity or um, making sexual jokes. It doesn't matter if they're not offensive. All it takes is the, somebody else to be, and I could get just as in trouble. Mm-hmm. Even if the other person says, I didn't matter. No, they, they heard yeah. it. So that's fair game. Yeah. But I said it too many times. Yeah. He, no, he should know right. better. Yeah. Um, so he goes on and, and talks a little bit about that he thinks all of this is politically motivated. And, you know, watching the the news coverage of this and listening to um, other people talk, I mean, I think that it sounds to me that he's not really liked very much in, in by the people who, who serve underneath of him. And I think there was an opportunity here to kind of get rid of him 
And there, I believe there probably is some political maneuvering going on. Right. But But I think it's from his side. But it is. It's all, it's all on on the left. But, you know, it's different though when you start talking about some of the, uh, the talking heads on, on the liberal stations because they're kind of, um, they're, they're still talking about, you know, how well he did as a governor and the policies that he made. And he wrote a book, got an Emmy or a Grammy <laughs> or he got an award. <laughs> an Emmy or Grammy. Yeah. I mean, he, he still has some, some political uh, power, but I think with him resigning, it might actually put him in a spot where he could come back from it. If there's still enough support in that uh, Democrat party. But I'll I'll play the clip here, and he, you know, he just outlines that he thinks it's all politically motivated. Mark tells us that this situation and moment are not about the facts. It's Mm. not about the truth. Well, we don't need to know that. It's not about Mm. thoughtful analysis. It's not about how do we make the system better. This is about politics. And our political system today is too often driven by the extremes. Rashness has replaced reasonableness. (laughs) Loudness has replaced soundness. Twitter has become the public square for policy debate. There is an intelligent discussion to be had on gender-based actions. (laughs) on generational and cultural behavioral differences, on setting higher standards, and finding reasonable resolutions. Why is it that he sounds like he is talking to us? The political environment Mm -hmm. is too hot, and it is too reactionary for that now. Okay, there's got to be some irony here. He's just trying to... I feel like he's just trying to teach us what not to do and not (laughs) taking any responsibility at all. I think it's I think it's ironic that he's making these these claims right now because to be honest so much I mean in politics obviously politicians are this way but the left has created an environment where things are very it's a hot thing right now and not in a good way no and he's now trying to be the serious adult in the room and tell everyone that things are getting out of hand, and <laughs> he's part of the part of the party yep. that has kind of created this. You're right. And there's a major political divide. And now, looking at his own party, he's blaming his own party for uh, his resignation here. Well, we have said it, it, or I'll say it is what it has been said for quite a while that. Uh, probably last four or five years that that the left is fighting itself. You know, there's a lot of I guess I'll be nice called progressive people in the left now, and I because you know he says they're louder now. You know mm. that are pushing, but guess what? All it's doing to it. I mean, I don't like those people, but it, it's raining on his parade. I mm. mean. Yeah, you know, after he became the boss, he just go gets to go live the life. You know, he gets to go get he lives perks. What is he really doing for us or for the for New York? Well, I mean, truly, other than I mean, I'm trying to take pre COVID, I'm trying to like get rid of that. Mm-hmm. You know what? What's he really doing for the people of New York? 
you know, I think he's probably just just living the life of the big dog and and getting to having, you know, all this tail running around and him thinking that he could, you know, use do what he sees fit with it. I I mean, obviously, I don't know him personally and listening to him speak, reading about you know, the claims against him, watching some of the video, ev- supposed video evidence of his behavior. And I don't know if he's like the mob boss where he's full of control or he's kind of the um, wannabe important guy. And he has some issues with uh, self-esteem and he wants to be the funny, uh, relatable get good with people personally. I mean, he's a single guy for I don't know how long. I don't know his personal life. Uh, So I don't know enough about him to make a character judgment other than now what I'm seeing right now. And, of course, he's in a professional position. He he should be resigning. Not a problem. I I think this this is the right thing. But, unfortunately, I wish that he would have been removed from office because of his uh, policies in COVID. I, I wish that was brought to light more so myself. Mm-hmm. I, I think that he's getting a... I think this is a walk in a park for him. Yeah. I well, mean, I think he's setting himself up to be able to come back to politics. Well, as we all know, Bill Clinton, it didn't stop him. No, or the Clinton machine. Yep. Yeah, so he finishes up this... Uh, this resignation by sort of patting himself on the back and, and talking about his accomplishments as a governor. And, uh, you know, of course us, we, we don't really think that those are great accomplishments. He's, you know, bragging about being the most progressive liberal state in the union. But what I, what I find interesting is that, you know, his brother is, is very famous. He's, you know, a head anchor person on CNN, uh, Chris Cuomo. And through COVID, these two were on the same show. Chris Cuomo was interviewing his his brother, the governor. And uh, I thought, how weird is this? How how can you be impartial when it's your own brother? They even said, all right, brother. Okay, brother. Yeah. In the interviews. It's just it's just odd because it's not an inner. It's not an interview. It's a a PR. Yes. An (laughs) interview. It doesn't go that way. Yeah. You know, an interview is well. Well, we know this should be, we don't have a whole lot of people that do interviews anymore. Yeah, there there should be some real journalism, you yeah. know. But it bothers me because there was reports that that Governor Cuomo provided his family with early vaccines before other folks had the opportunity to get them, and um, and then there's a story that you had mentioned about him getting um, COVID and maybe faking it for, yeah. for sort of political reasons. Well, yeah. Chris definitely, um, mm-hmm. you know, cause he, he had to stay home and then he had to, it was, and, and to be fair, I remember seeing it when he was at home, it was kind of odd that he was downstairs and didn't see his kids. But then all of a sudden you should almost watch him because it's like, you could almost tell he's lying because mm-hmm. then how come your wife and kid are there? But, yeah. but anyways, it was kind of a seemed like a stunt, mm-hmm. like hey, look, one of our guys has it too, and then and then he left because he has COVID and he leaves while he has COVID, and I don't think he even had a mask on. Mm-hmm. I'll be, 
I don't think he had a mask on, but to be fair, there's a video of it. And he went, I think he was having a house built, and he went to go check on it or to go there. And a gentleman on his bike recognizes these guys and brought it up. And uh, these guys are hotheads. Oh, Chris, sure. Quom, I mean, yeah. Chris Quom was a big hothead. Yeah. And he like cussed them out and belittled them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he has the right to be upset because he knows he has COVID. And guess what? Then he could actually kill this guy if he happens to, you mm-hmm. know, get bad uh, yeah. side effects from it. But but then after all of that, I I hear, to be fair, not 100% of it's true, but I hear that it was maybe he was faking that the whole, the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, but that sounds like it. That sounds like who they are. It's just a fake. Yeah. And we all deserve better than that. Either way, I just think that it was it, it's a weird move to uh, to be interviewing your brother on primetime on your show when there's some question of some decisions that he was making at the right. time. And it was several interviews or or PR um interviews. Um and and I think CNN's probably in the wrong for allowing that to take place. And then of course you know, later on, we find out that Chris Cuomo is part of this uh, group oh. of advisors for his brother when these uh, allegations came out, and he was, you know, writing statements for right. him, and and Chris Cuomo was privy to some government uh, information when he doesn't work for the government. Right. He, I mean, he works for a major news organization. Right. He's probably one of the last guys you should know. Yeah. He's saying some of this stuff. There's a... So the Attorney General for New York did this report, and there's a little quote here from, from that Attorney General. I'm going to read it real, real quick. It says, The governor's team of advisors from within and outside the chamber had ongoing and regular discussions about how to respond to the allegations publicly. Okay. They were regularly provided with confidential and often privileged information about state operations and helped make decisions that impacted state business and employee, all without any formal role, duty, or obligation to the state. That, to me, that's kind of fishy. Yeah. You should not have, and even if it were a spouse who's involved in that if they're if they don't play an official role and they're privy to confidential information that's not good and he and the governor should have been should have known about that that right there is really bad even without the sexual harassment stuff mm-hmm. you should not be involving right you you know like he that. you know he was freaking out called his brother and said help help me man help me mhm i think cnn now has some I mean, I don't think they're going to fire Chris Cuomo. <coughs> Excuse me. But I really think that they need to have like a serious, um, I don't know, statement about their position with keeping him in the position that he's in. Because I think that, you know, some ethical violations certainly Absolutely. exist. Absolutely. And show to even the left people that they give a crap mm-hmm. about some kind of standards. Yeah. Because CNN used to be <laughs> a long time ago it's been a while um somebody to get the right stuff from mm-hmm. and 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 boy they just tanked yeah you go woke you go broke i i wonder i wonder if, if you know if you rated them if they would be as low as msnbc well 
you know, pretty close to me. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. They, <laughs> I think that CNN has a, you know, I feel like that they've taken the front line of all the blunt of the uh, mainstream media, mm-hmm. but MSNBC's always in my opinion been their second hard you know yeah, yeah. is that is that chuck todd that, that's over there oh my gosh boy they get some winners yeah well I, gosh I, I know i think it is pretty bad um but yeah there are there are some cnn stories if it's not if it doesn't have much to do with uh politics then um i'll read some cnn stuff but it's really hard when i was doing a little bit of research about this particular thing and, and looking for cnn stuff it was really hard to read their stuff. It just seems so biased on on so many levels, and I I really I struggle to to look at CNN as a serious non biased news organization. You, you you can't. Yeah, and they and they they need to do something about this particular situation. This for their own, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's not going to no matter what they do, it isn't really going to please the us, you know. But but for their own internal company they need to re uh, they need to reset their own selves yeah. they need to do a reset <laughs> and and they shouldn't have Brian Stultzer come in and and try and make the argument <laughs> come that on be the they last have guy. they have got to be sitting there going <laughs> i th- i think i think the world not just the U.S. <laughs> I think the world might be onto something. We need to get rid of the Stelter. Yeah. I mean, he he's got to be on a contract or something. That's why he's still there. Yeah. They can't <laughs> like that guy. They can't. He's so horrible. I mean, yeah. but you know, I watched something. He was uh, getting interviewed about it because now he also was a part of you know smoothing things over on CNN. Yeah. You know, and so he was trying to you know smooth things over about Chris. And he's like, well, I can't say much to him about him. You know, he can't choose his family members, but he's okay dogging on him. Yeah. And I feel that everybody got the memo, open season on him. We need to, you know, it's all okay. Because just a few weeks ago or a month ago, they wouldn't dare. Mm-hmm. Stelter would be backing him up like they would Chris or anybody else mm-hmm. and, and on their side. And now it's free, fair game. Mind you, he knew they knew about the eleven gals before, <laughs> and they still stood by his side. Yeah. But uh, well, maybe they should have Don Lemon come out, or who's was uh, Jeffrey Tubin? Was he a CNN guy, or is he was from a different network? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just trying to think who would be the appropriate person to stand up and make a statement for CNN. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not anyone. Do you know Shep? <laughs> Shep Smith? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he used to be oh, on Fox. Used to be Fox guy, yeah. Yeah. He's your winner. He's, oh, he's the guy. <laughs> yeah, I okay. don't know. I don't like him. <laughs> All right, Dave. Let's uh, wrap it up. I think we're probably out of time. Well, It's yeah. getting late anyway. Well, we're about as done as uh, Cuomo is. I've got to finish my uh, gin and tonic before I go. Um all right, Dave. Well, I guess we'll end it there. How's All that? right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, please share the podcast with others. It'd be great to grow the audience. You can always reach out to us at anchor.fm and leave us a voicemail. Yes, please do. Uh, mailbag at nevertoserious.com. You can send us an email and uh, find us on Getter at the NTS Podcast. Also at the NTS Podcast on Twitter. So, all right, until we see you next time, take care and be safe.